0: All right, guys. Today in Geek of the Week podcast, we've got a nice full episode, a plethora of things to talk about. We're talking about everything from Arrow to Flash. We're doing a quick... No, a, a quick spoiler-free review on Deadpool. We kind of segue off and talk about other things. We even got a little bit of Dice Corner in there as we talk about the apocalypse and how it has affected us. And that's probably brought on by the upcoming uh, outgoing Walking Dead. As it stands, they're back. They're back on TV and they've had a stellar episode start to begin with. Bo and I are back to talk about that and many things and more on this Geek of the Week full episode. So let's geek out. i I'm a freak of the week. And I'm a freak of the week. Bigger than any week. Pull myself before I break my neck and knees. I'm uh, I guess we start Walking Dead. No, what I was gonna say was uh, January like really sucks. It really sucks. It's like the dead zone of. uh of uh, pop culture stuff, like TV and movies. It's just like the dead zone. There's like nothing going on during that time. And now January's over, and it's like, thank goodness. Oh, my God, that plateau of doom. Well, you know, it gives the
1: geeks a little time to save up some money because con season is coming. On your end, mine
0: doesn't hit till October. That's fair. I have a friend that... (laughs) That, uh, whatchamacallit, that was looking, that's looking into a lot of Star Wars stuff recently, she just discovered Admiral Akbar's planet and its name, and she's like, oh my God, seriously, this is what, because, you know, Admiral Akbar, he's a Mon Moncal from the planet Mon, from
1: yeah. the planet
0: Mon Calamari, which is a water planet with anthropomorphic fish people.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and their neighbors, the anthropomorphic octopus people.
0: That's what I got into, because, because, uh, so I said to her, I said to her I explained to her that um yes the mon calamari that was stuff invented by Lucas and it's kind of very on the nose and then their neighbor the Quarens who their look was by Lucas so it's on the nose but their name is not on the nose cuz they're not like mm-hmm. uh L squid tosis or something like that <laughs> the, the squidians or are... <laughs> squidor squid like man but like and then I sent her a picture of what happens when you look up corns and it was like a sexual corn dancer In, like, uh, hooker boots and uh, a onesie.
1: Why would you do that? (laughs)
0: Because I was saying, because she was explaining how earlier, you know, like how the Twi'leks are basically the sex space dancers of the Star Wars universe. I was like, ha, but in the expanded universe, it wasn't limited to just them. They were willing and open-minded to put anything (laughs) in a bathing suit and make it sexual. So she sent me, she sent me, hold on, where is it? Oh my god she's, She sent me a picture Of a fish lady in hooker boots And she said She said is this Is this uh, is this Star Wars capable And I was like yeah pretty sure <laughs> Pretty sure she's in a fish suit with hooker boots
1: Like a couple of months ago The whole debate about What would happen to the Ewoks planet If the Death Star blew up right next to it And wiping it out So of course uh, Probably a lot of bad sh- things It's the size of a moon right Exactly. Lots of bad things, but, like, if it weren't catastrophic, they would be evacuating Ewoks all across the galaxy. And what are those poor Ewoks going to do for work? (laughs) Insert furry bears on poles with G-strings.
0: You'd have Star Wars teddy bear hookers. hookers. Hey, man, somebody's going to dig it. Star Wars teddy bear hookers, tweakers, drug addicts, Ewok crime ring. Mm-hmm. where some because ewoks are merciless so somebody would hire them for muscle i mean they could take out a trained militant soldier regiment yo that's muscle man yeah that's that's
1: tiny short little ewok biker gangs on swoops all the terrible things <laughs> <laughs> some uh
0: translates you know, give I, me I, your I, I money gonna,
1: bitch <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna bury this one for us it's like a handful of uh you're gonna bury this one I'm going to bury this one. A handful of like furry Ewoks on a street corner in hooker boots with cigarettes. Uh, Cat calling guys walking by. Yum-nub. Uh, Yum-nub.
0: Exactly, <laughs> how, how much for that? Yum-nub. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, anyway. Oh, my God. Deadpool came out um, uh, Friday for Valentine's Day. And I have to say, Deadpool was... The Romance We Needed and The Romance We Deserved. That was a love story. That was Deadpool
1: a, a, was an amazing Valentine's Day
0: movie. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. Rated R, not too far. It was just fine. I liked it a lot. Um, not to give any spoilers to it, but um, that movie from top to bottom was something that was kind of needed in this wave of superhero stuff. It gave us a nice pause.
1: Okay, so let me put this out there. If you like Deadpool, if you like Anti heroes, and if you like movies that are rated R, this is a win. Do not bother taking your children. It is not going to work.
0: Yeah, what is up with that? Everybody's like, why can't we bring our kids? It's rated R. It's like a serious hard R. It's, it's don't it bring your kids.
1: NC, it was almost NC-17. Ah, uh, no,
0: man. I said almost. They had to cut the footage. You got to go full frontal Wang action with that one. Oh, he had a Wang fight, though. That I was, was about great. to say, like, he wouldn't. This is Deadpool we're talking about. Oh, my God. And I love how technically this is their own X-Men universe. Deadpool was excellent. I give it four out of five uh thumbs up or whatever we're gonna call it. you have five thumbs? That <laughs> well, if you see me if you ever see me like work electronics, you'd think I'd have five thumbs. I, I would give it for what it is, which
1: is a Deadpool movie, a perfect five stars. It didn't try to be anything other
0: than a Deadpool movie, and it nailed it. I think it also helped that I didn't see many of the trailers. I saw like two people told me that the trailers revealed a lot of the jokes it was still funny for them but it revealed a lot of the jokes and there were still jokes that they couldn't see because the network tv trailers revealed nothing yeah no deadpool like freaking deadpool
1: did you catch the walking dead yes Um, okay so about the walking dead go uh, let, let me start here first and foremost i like the walking dead i like In particular, the original medium, which is the the comics, the graphic novel. But I still very much like The Walking Dead itself. There are things about it that are a little different, like it's want to do. Uh, Norman Reedus is amazing, so I'm I'm completely okay with that. But holy shit on a shingle. Holy fucking zombies. This... Going for all the quacks, huh? Yeah, yeah, this halfway jump point from the 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 mid-season uh uh finale wow they went all in on zombie all in on like they you could tell like there's usually a couple episodes uh if you watch it where things get a little slow pacing and kind of quiet and you're like what the hell's going on clearly they wanted to just really bang for the buck both the mid-season finale and the mid-season start my, from
0: favorite, my favorite guys at Screen Junkies put it best for me. They said um, Walking Dead is about like four hours of really excellent episodes. And the rest is a lot of walking and talking. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but I mean, kind of that's the draw.
1: If they were fighting zombies all day, it would just be a Romero movie. Uh, or even worse, a Yui Ball, uh, House of the Dead. Shut your mouth. Exactly. Shut your mouth. So I'm completely
0: mouth. content. No, I, shut your
1: mouth. I'm completely content with the amount of dialogue in the show. Does it get a little talky once in a while? Yeah, sure, but I mean, what else you gonna do? Dude, seriously, they're not gonna go Netflix and show. It's a zombie fucking apocalypse. It's over. Um, you only have yourself, a gun, a handful of zombies, and one of your buddies you can try to find instead zombie apocalypse to talk about, hey, it used to be awesome before these zombies, and now cannibals. Seriously, dude, I like their big moments. I think the cast is really well cast. I think the story is pretty fun and interesting. And I really do like the fact that zombies... Someone figured out a way to turn zombies into a viable TV series. Uh That can't be easy to do. I mean, seriously, when you think about that. For a movie, maybe, but an ongoing series, that's impressive. So... uh, For me, the fun is going, okay, if the zombie apocalypse were to happen tomorrow, really, what are your odds? Would you make it to the end, and would you be part of the group of people who survived the zombie apocalypse, and for how long? So yeah, I mean, really, what are your odds? And I know what my odds are. I go one of two ways. I'm done in the first five minutes of the zombie apocalypse, or I'm turning into one of those guys that are sitting there trying to struggle through... A fair amount of the hilarity and shenanigans from Atlanta to wherever they're going. Here's what happens if it was me.
0: I'm positive. I'm positive that as long as I have support, I could make it through most of the violence and get on their great workout plan because now we have a diet. Now we have a workout regimen pushing things and climbing and walking and walking and walking and running and running and running. If that physical activity pays off, like with anybody else... Oh, you know what? Forget me. Forget me. These people, these people in this zombie apocalypse, forget them, Rick, Glenn, um, Carol, Michonne, Abraham, everybody. Mm -hmm. These people are in many ways more violent and capable than the guys in the comic book media. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing with it is zombies, when you think about it, when you think about it, and this goes to you guys at Knocking Dead with uh, the with, uh, Screen Junkies. I love you guys, but this is the one thing you don't get. Because believe me, if anyone is annoyed by The Walking Dead, it's me, but for a different reason entirely. Because they're annoyed that people aren't dying to the zombies. I'm annoyed when people who are among these killer killer people die to the zombies. Because the only threat that comes from a zombie is, one, the freak out of The Walking Dead. It's a dead person walking. That's horrifying. Two, uh, having to re-kill somebody who's already dead. That's horrifying. Three, being fed, healthy, and not tired. That is impairing. If you get over those things and you are these killer killer people who've killed people, zombies are not a problem. The only thing that makes people a threat is our intellect, or we'd just be eaten by random packs of wild dogs. Zombies are slow-moving idiots who their biggest threat is the fact that they pass on a virus. Now, okay, hold on, hold on. Ho- oh, wait, 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 not to undercut the virus, but it is also transmittable in the lamest way to transmit a virus.
1: Or is it? Yes. I got to put a flag on that one because you
0: know that everybody in The Walking Dead has the virus. Yes, everyone is infected, and if they die, they turn into a zombie. But the infection from a zombie bite accelerates you to die. Yes. Okay? And that is the zombie's biggest and most dangerous weapon is that if they bite you and obviously not scratch you or share blood with you because they've been scratched and blood has been mixed... And no, 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 no. See, I think it's more than just that, though, because
1: I'll agree with you on this one point. The zombies themselves have become sort of this new environmental hazard. Yeah, that's all they are, so, is an
0: environmental hazard.
1: But a it's slow A slow-moving, moving, slow moving, but moving environmental hazard.
0: The thing is, is after these guys have fought through hordes of, like, psycho-trained killers that are actually intelligent with strategies and traps and things like that, killing a zombie, after you've gotten over the fact that they're horrifying, because remember, one, they moan all the time, so they can't really sneak up on you. It's nonsense when these zombies ninja up on people.
1: No, no, some, some of them, yes, I will agree with that part. The The, the ninja zombies are a weird aberration. It's stupid. They shuffle and bump into shit. But I will concede that possibly a couple of them might just not be interested in moaning at all or in just like, I'm going to sneak up on this and I'm going to
0: eat it. But that aside. <laughs> the thinking zombies, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a good friend. Friend I'm going to bite. I'm going to bite, friend. They did that on Crack. They had a a, a, a zombie video about Yeah, yeah about remember. about zombies are people too. Look. <laughs> yeah. Um here's the thing. The,
1: the the zombie as a hazard as a walking, not talking uh, live, uh not living or but breathing hazard is a thing because I think what gets a lot of people and has gotten several people is when people
0: use zombies like traps or people use zombies yeah. as Okay, alright, alright, alright. So so that's what I'm gonna interject. Is like the only time zombies should be dangerous is when they've been manipulated by people. Because people can use them intelligently. Zombies by themselves are not really a threat. Like when okay, spoiler alert. When Glenn was on the dumpster and he fell off, and oh no, Glenn should be a, eaten. I don't but, think it's a spoiler at this point. It's been a while. But you know, I was like uh, I was I was sitting there if Glenn dies, this is stupid. Because you know what? Well, he could just, just There's a body on top of him. He can boot the rest of the way. They're fucking zombies. They got to eat through him. The counter argument to that was if Glenn
1: survives, this is stupid because there's no way one person should be enough food for that many zombies. They should continue to claw through everything until they've exhausted everything. Which
0: they did, but he crawled under the dumpster because Glenn is over the horror. The only horror he went through is, oh my God, there's a guy getting ripped apart and I really didn't want him to die. Then next moment he crawls under the dumpster and
1: calls it a day. Dude, poor fucking Glenn. He gets to be the one witness to watch everybody get torn
0: apart. Yeah, but that's why Glenn is a survivor. I mean, that I mean, we all know in the comics Glenn pretty much makes it through almost everything. <laughs> right? But
1: hold on, here's here's the thing. Early on in the season, way early on, like when Rick gets to the city, dude, I'm sorry. A city full of zombies is not a casual problem. Yeah, but they're not in the city anymore. No. They haven't but, been in
0: the city in a while. No, because zombies aren't dangerous, I have to go... Okay, I agree with them? you. Zombies in the city are dangerous because there's so many places for them to be tucked away. There's also large numbers of them. So that's why they're dangerous. In a city. These guys have not been in a city for several seasons.
1: Yes. They've been smart enough to sort of, like, stay away from major cities because they learned the hard way. Zombies are... Ch- cities are chock full of zombies. Uh, see Rick climbing into a tank going, oh my god, there's an entire blocks worth of zombies. You will tire yourself out. You will run out of ammo, yeah. and you will be
0: eaten. Yeah. Um, um, what, 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 was, what I was getting to was like, I watched this Sunday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I-, I told you this, you could ask Lex. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, all these people are violent, and they're all capable. Why don't they just all get out of their house and just hack as many of these zombies to bits as they possibly can? This is annoying because all you got to do is keep kicking and keep hitting because they've already shown that you can hurt them. You can walk around them, you can run around them, which makes sense because they're slow moving, they're they they're, they're they're shambling, and this has been some time, so a lot of them are like seriously rotted, and they're squishy.
1: But at the same time, that's also been a, a downside too, where they've wrestled with zombies, and you're trying to grab a handful of zombie, and it slides off. That's so.
0: why they keep it simple and just. Boot back, hack the brain. Boot back, hack the brain. And you saw
1: what happened. No, 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 no. That, that would work 90% of the time until you boot the one zombie who your foot goes through his goddamn torso and he keeps coming. Like, uh, what? that's what I mean about the zombies being a hazard. You can generally deal
0: with that, but once in a blue moon, something stupid happens with zombie. But you got to agree that at this point for the main cast who's made it for several seasons... It would be ridiculous to them for them to for any of them to individually easily die yes, to a to zombie motivated zombie attack.
1: Yes, to your point.
0: Like Dale, when
1: uh, he was running around doing the the solo man on his motorcycle oh, before yeah. last season. You mean Daryl? Sorry, Dale. Daryl. Uh, <laughs> Dale's long gone. <laughs> Dale, Dale's gone. Uh, rest in peace, Dale. No, Daryl. Uh, when he was out on his own before the uh, end of the mid season, and. He's got his crossbow, he's doing his thing, and a zombie, a zombie became a threat. And I'm like, come on, dude, seriously. Yeah, no. that
0: annoyed the crap out of me. That's what I'm talking about. It was things like that that seriously annoyed me. Daryl and this one zombie. Michonne even had a problem with one zombie at one point. Rick froze on one zombie. Are you serious? Rick, is, Rick is way more dangerous than comic book Rick because at least com- Rick in the series has both hands.
1: Both eyes, both hands, both everything. Um, He's still in one piece. However... I will state this. I think on some level, if this were like a video game, there is a random zombie generator where you get bullshit, no, no frill zombie, and then you get that one really pain-in-the-ass, aggressive, this zombie won't go down.
0: Who automatically startles you and scares you? The zombie that induces fear. Do they have fear gas in their asses? I I, I think so. I think they fart, and the smell just really overwhelms you. That's another thing. Bo. <laughs>
1: They should smell these zombies coming. They the should place.
0: smell these zombies coming. Like if, like if, like when they're sneaking around a place that there's no zombies, they should smell when there's zombies there. These guys have been fetid and rotted for a long time. No, no. Uh, they should hear them, smell them, and see them because they're shambling slow. They wait, wait, wait. Stink of putrid.
1: What? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're vile. But here's what annoys me, and this is one of my personal big annoyances, which I think a lot of people have. They know they can wear zombie and walk around zombie. They should have like zombie jumpsuits. Not, why is this not the go-to every time? I get it. It's contaminated. It's dangerous, this, that, or the other. Is it? Is it? Okay, like. Hold on, hold on. Why has nobody built the zombie hazmat suit? Seriously. I have
0: no idea. That's where we go. You know what? I guess that's why we're going. We really are. It's time for the Dice Corner. Bo, the End of the World series of books by uh, Fantasy Flight Games Mm -hmm. is great. Like, if you want to play the End of the World, they've got a zombie apocalypse setting. I personally got the Alien Invasion one, but I'm Mm going to get the other three, which includes The Rise of the Machines, The Return of Gods, and uh, the zombie apocalypse one. I'm going to get them all. And it's all about designing yourself to exist in this. Because remember, you said how you would do in a zombie apocalypse. Yup. This game helps you figure out how you would do in a zombie apocalypse, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you through the alien invasion
1: one when I get a chance. Just- but, but you know that's my preference. I don't see. I don't want to do the machines one because I think in the machine apocalypse I'm hosed. <laughs> I'm hosted. super hosed. One, I'm not good with living off the grid. I need my, I need all my social media, and my stream, my streaming services, and all. Like, I can't. If the machines took away my Netflix, I would just walk into traffic. Like, I would be sad. Um, um what about Alien Invasion? Because that's the one I got first. So, yes, that that one. I feel like that would be a lot of like fun to try because. Aliens, man. It's like, why are they there? Thing. Can I sneeze on them and take them out? Does, is, the,
0: is a common cold going to wipe them out, or do I need to get creative? I think I'm fine with the aliens one. I think I'm fine with the uh, zombie apocalypse one, and I think I'm fine with the rise of machines one. Mine that scares me is the uh, return of the gods one because they don't follow rules. I mean, they're gods. They have It's magic, dude. Okay, zombies, zombies, you got it. Aliens, science, you get it. Machines, science that we understand, we get it gods bibbidi-bobbidi-boo we're talking miracles and all sorts of shit i'm not there
1: dude see that's <laughs> I where I, i'd be comfortable i'd be fine with that i'd be like you know what it's magic doesn't gotta make sense
0: i call on. bullshit i call bullshit bo because you know like it's magic it's magic you then what can't magic do versus Nothing. what can magic do you don't know maybe there's rules i would work that out just because there is magic doesn't mean you can do it it means the gods and their minions can do it.
1: Absolutely. He's even remotely based on any sort of uh, existing historical accuracy, like how people like to point out supernatural with all the salt rock, this, that, and the other thing. I'll suss that up. Hap- I'll be okay. That Those robots, dude. Mm-mm. No, all not right. robots. They're zombies with batteries and lasers. You want dangerous zombies? Yeah, robots, robots with drones, flying robots with laser beams and rockets. No, I think I'd be so hosed.
0: Now, when I look through the book, they have different scenarios. Like they have the Grey Invasion where it's a war between worlds where the little grey men are attacking Earth. That's one scenario. Then they got, and it's the apocalypse and post-apocalypse. Then the other scenario is, what is it? The Brotherhood of Babylon which is basically lizard men oh. who have been on the planet for ages and they've now made their move to conquer and they've got the apocalypse and post-apocalypse of that. Dude, that's one we
1: need to get Lou to play with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that you would be You know awesome. that, right? Oh, that would be awesome. I think he would get a kick out of that. Then there's... Then so but be, be prepared to push him to go, that's not how lizard people work. Oh, it gets huh? weirder. <laughs> then there's the rising tide one where it's like, there were aliens on the planet, but that was called Atlantis and they come mm. up from the ocean And then they start their own apocalypse, and then there's the post-apocalypse of that. Do any of these have a hollow earth scenario? And then they have the pod people, Bo. They have the pod people.
1: Fucking pod
0: people. So they have a multitude of scenarios. No, they just have those four scenarios, and I'm sure there's means to come up with your own. Okay. But, like, I'm assuming that every one of those books, I only have the one, I only have the alien one, but I'm assuming that the zombie, the rise of the gods, and the rise of machines all have at least four scenarios, versions of how their things work, oh, apocalypse happens. and post-apocalypse, and when I get it, oh my god, your time is going to be horrible and horrifying. See, I'm so ready for that, because you know I like
1: post-apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You I'm know sure there's you, one in you, there for post-apocalyptic anime variant where, like, some weird advent children thing happens and then everyone else but small children are being pooped on because teenagers
0: speak, uh, speak, speaking of anime things did you get my uh pdf on the dragon ball z fan-made role-playing game
1: yes i did and it's pretty amazing actually
0: uh, yeah i thought it was pretty good it was made by a bunch of people like almighty k sir Ivanstein, boogeyman 2u yarig newbie Rabbit duck king All rights and stuff like that is to still get, you know, by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. You have to say this every time in one breath. Oh, yeah, what? This rulebook is a non-profit fan-based RPG role-playing game and not intended for commercial use. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball G Super are owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Please support the official release. Take that, four star. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like, I love the system that they came up with. I think it's pretty cool. It can't help but get a little complicated, even it's in, in its simplicity. And yes, the PDF has a number of typos, like, they need to go through and proofread it. But I think it's still pretty good. And I'm going to put you and, like, do this for fun. You didn't catch Flash yet. No, I'm caught up to the episode just before Flash. When Flash got caught. Yes. Okay, so spoiler alert: Flash got captured. Flash got captured the week before, but I just saw the Flash for this week. <laughs> no, my God, it was so good. It was so good. This is how you do superhero series. Flash was so good so for everybody who thinks I hate DC. I love friggin' good superhero TV. If it's good, yeah, I like the it. The Flash,
1: the Flash is good superhero. The TV. Flash
0: is good. The Flash is good. the arrow is okay the arrow is okay i'm completely okay with the arrow and i am okay with supergirl i know you are not i have my personal misgivings about supergirl did you catch the bizarro
1: episode i did oh that was so cool i my misgivings about supergirl are more based on the comic uh continuity of supergirl more
0: than anything else
1: oh no see like if i cared about the comic continuity uh all of it would be, every last one of them would be a problem.
0: Including but, Arrow, but not really Flash. Flash has so many screwed up continuities, how can we um, really... Well, uh,
1: again, that's why we're at this season with the, the Clear Earth 2 references and all the multiverse things, and even his, sort of his, his first season, which is uh, Flash disappears in a crisis. Huh. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> you know, there. So,
0: they went in with that idea. Remember Pete from Pete's basement. He was talking about how uh, down the road he's got the inside scoop that they're going to go into Crisis of Infinite Earths thing. Yes. They're going to go into but, that keep, because because Flash is going to appear on the alternate Earth in which Supergirl inhabits. Yes. yes.
1: And I'm sure that's going to lead to a bunch of hilarity. Um, and he and, said
0: that first. So like he said, screw well, you I to mean, everybody who didn't believe these guys, man. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, seriously. Good job, Pete. Um, <laughs>
1: But, like, I guess I felt like they were always going to visit some aspect of it. I didn't know how far they were going to go with it. But if this is any indication with the Earth 2 stuff and all the little Easter eggs when they went to Earth 2 in the in their slipstream moment, I guess
0: they're really all in. Yeah, oh, yeah. when they went there, you saw Supergirl in one of the worlds, right?
1: Uh, spoiler-ish, I know that Supergirl um, will probably be seeing an older Arrow, an older Oliver Queen.
0: Yeah, with 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 an arm missing.
1: Yes, so mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. Um, so and that yeah, might be in them. Flash, not Supergirl. But also consider the whole missing arm thing is a interesting reference, reference to, to the Dark Batman Knight v- Returns. Dark Knight Returns, the Batman v Superman. <laughs> hmm. So, I do appreciate that they're making uh, nods to it. I wish, in the perfect world, they would simply just cast the TV uh, actors for the movie parts, and vice versa. No,
0: I want them to keep them separate. Because the thing is, is... I like the way the worlds are working without having to depend on what's going... or wait for what's going on in the movies. I'm fine with them being separate. And if... And if, and I hope not... And if Batman v Superman is crap... And I hope it isn't. We still have Flash. And Arrow. And
1: Supergirl. Okay. This Mm -hmm. is a big contentious point for the two of us. Folks, this... Mike and I part very wildly on DC for lots of reasons, but not the least of I which. I like is, DC. I like Marvel. I like no, DC. I like but, comic book movies. But our feels and ideas of how DC TV movie. Look, I love Batman. There's no Anybody who knows me knows I love Batman. Fuck Batman. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Because I'm Batman. You heard it right here. Don't be mad.
0: Mike said to hell with Batman.
1: You're mad because Batman went and blocked Superman's punch and Superman stared at it like, what the hell? Oh, that was
0: fine. That was fine. I knew that was going to happen. Of course I, it's going to
1: happen. I knew that was going to happen. He's going to punch the living hell out of Superman. Do you
0: want to hear why I have a problem with Batman?
1: Well, I know why you have a problem with Batman. Do, do you really know why I have you a problem with Batman? I don't think we have enough time to go into why you have a problem with No, it's with really Batman.
0: quick. It's really simple. The man is a rich man who is an overtrained individual and quite capable. He fights all sorts of an assortment of non powered criminals. Then he goes off and he assists gods and supplies gods, you know, Superman, Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman with weaponry and, and stuff and bases. So that, And then they, he fights alongside them and he fights the likes of other gods. And then when he's done, he returns home and he has a problem with a cracked out nutcase, multiple personality lawyer with a gun and a clown. With freaking gadgets. Hold on. I finally have a rebuttal for this one. That's a backstep that
1: makes no sense, Bo. If you consider the parody between Iron Man and Batman and that they're both normal guys with a lot of money and a lot of smarts, mm-hmm. then if Iron Man kind to run around with the Justice League and get dropped like a hammer by booze, it just points out to the failings of him as a normal guy. Yeah. Batman doesn't roll around in a power armor Every day, he maybe he should, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if Batman only feels the need to escalate once in a blue moon, the fact that occasionally some nut bag uh, in a in clown makeup with a gun gets to sneak on him, fine. Because said clown nut bag, but face paint in actuality for the DC comic line, they've done that versus Superman. And that goes poorly for Superman. That's where you get
0: injustice. Actually, no, that was only in the video game that we went poorly for Superman. When actually, in the comics, when Joker went to screw around with Superman, he didn't really understand Superman too well, and he hit several bombs throughout the city that were cased in lead. Superman found it in seconds and defeated Joker with no problem because he just scanned the city and everything that had lead boxes. He just checked those lead boxes. He found what he was looking for, and he found Joker, and then he beat his ass. Joker was defeated in seconds. No, sir, did you not read the Injustice comic line? I did. That's a video game, though.
1: It's based off of this idea that the Joker, if done well, if written well, for as smart and dangerous So wait, as wait, is, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. You're saying that Injustice was written well? Are you going on record and in saying Injustice is written well? I want you to say... What that. I'm
1: saying, if Joker <laughs> is written well,
0: uh-huh. he's smart and dangerous and crazy. He's hard to anticipate and predict. You I can't call punch- bullcrap... I read Injustice, the comic book, and I think that Joker stands no chance against Superman because he doesn't have the money to stand a chance against Superman... He doesn't need money. Yes, he All does. All he has to do is figure out what his alter ego is. Whatever.
1: And Superman. maybe what mean whatever? Dude, seriously. The one Achilles heel Superman has is that he has an alter ego. Okay? Clark can't. His, he would get eaten alive because Joker would hit everything around him and then he goes off the rails. It has been many times where they pointed out what Superman without his family and friends is a very dark person and
0: not everybody's friendly neighborhood Superman. Uh, No, they do that to boost sales, and that was a thing that started ever since like Kingdom Come and uh, World War. Um, The truth is, is Superman can find Joker very easily, because Joker looks particular. Superman can scan his city. The villains that hide from him, or the villains that he has to deal with, usually don't have to worry about hiding from Superman, or if powers to hide from Superman. They're usually not goons that hide from Superman, or they can blend in so they can hide from Superman. Joker doesn't blend. He can, Superman can find him. It's if nonsense. That, if that were legit, then why
1: is there any crime in Metropolis? It virtually isn't. Shenanigans. How many How many issues of Superman is he dealing with regular crime? People. No, he's dealing with time.
0: inter-gang intergang who's using alien dimensional technology weapons from freaking apocalypse and these guys are hard to spot and find why because of super technology from gods
1: super technology from gods okay because that isn't hard to pick out anywhere
0: yeah especially 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 if the gods who give them the super technology know that they're supplying it to guys who live in Superman City that is a thing Again,
1: Captain Vigilance should be up. He shouldn't need sleep. He should be able to scan the horizon all day and all night. And the second some illicit deal goes down where somebody's being given this tech Also, there's he should the be thing there. that,
0: that, that those guys dress like normal people and they can blend. Joker refuses to dress like a normal person. Joker does not blend.
1: What's a normal person? Have I'm you serious. Seen? No, that's not. Joker be... wears pants and a shirt and a coat like everybody else.
0: He wears Joker, a bright a... purple outfit and he's got. Freaking white skin, like alabaster white skin with clown makeup. So you're implying that he's never tried to disguise himself for any reason. He's thrown on a hat and a brown coat. That's about the extent of his disguises outside of the movie. And if that works for everybody else, why couldn't it work for him? It has worked for him. But this is telling... This, <laughs> he'd have to do this all the time to escape Superman. Because if Superman needed to find... That's why Superman doesn't have a rogues gallery like Batman. Their rogues gallery is very different. His rogues gallery is really rich or really powerful. dude. Yes, there's a reason. Yes, because he's not a normal guy. Exactly. But what you were saying about the Iron Man Batman power suit, I retort to that simple. Batman doesn't actually wear a power armor to fight alongside the gods. He's just in his spandex fighting alongside these guys. So I call bullshit on that. He sits there in spandex fighting other gods and then still goes back and has a problem with the friggin' with with the friggin' uh, uh, mentally disturbed lawyer. Meanwhile, no, meanwhile, no, no, hold on. meanwhile, hold on. Meanwhile, Iron Man is in a power suit fighting alongside these guys, and his demon's in a bottle. Okay, the only thing you pointed
1: out is that Batman is not a drunk. <laughs> okay, and that um, to counter that statement. Batman has gotten busted up plenty of
0: times by not wearing a power suit. And I call shenanigans on that because Batman should just beat these guys' asses. Because if he can off-panel beat seven white Martians in a Justice League book, why is he having problems with Two-Face? Why is he having problems with the Croc? Okay, you want the truth? Go for it. You want the truth? Sure.
1: Because you can't handle the truth. Lay it on me. The truth is, Batman likes keeping them in Gotham because it keeps them from being bored. Exactly, I said Batman it. is. An a- so you have proving my point. Batman's a freaking asshole. Yes, he is. <laughs> but he's a Batman, so it's okay. He's a freaking asshole who's leaving. He's an antihero city. and a vigilante. All right, you're never gonna make everybody happy doing that.
0: He's in a. He's in a city just taking out his anger. Because he's an orphan. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Meanwhile, he's in a city asshole.
1: Hold on, Supes is an asshole too, and you know why Supes is an asshole? Because Supes lets corruption run rampant in the city and does nothing about it.
0: Hey, the corruption is done in legal ways that he can't deal with it, and if he had to deal with it, he'd have to cross boundaries that break people's freedom. Batman has no problem doing that, by the way. He has no problem infringing on people's freedom. Yes, he does not in the have com- a problem doing in the that. comics and in the movies, he doesn't have any problems on infringing on people's freedom. Who's the bigger fool? The guy who infringes
1: on people's freedoms just keep root out corruption or the guy who sees corruption does nothing about it and acts like it isn't happening. This is coming from the guy who is arguing in favor of not registering mutants. Corruption and mutants are not the same thing. Are you implying that mutants are corrupt sir? <laughs>
0: Some of them are. Some of them are. Oh, <laughs> so so Uh-oh, we're getting into Okay, we're going to stop now because we're getting into it. Hot, <laughs> hot. hot ball of wax here. Hot ball of wax. Mutants are evil because they're mutants. All right. Oh, my God. There's just so much. I don't yeah, know what's going to come on on Arrow. I didn't check out Arrow yet. Arrow comes on. on oh, well, this podcast is being recorded before Arrow came out. Sweet. I can tell you what's not coming on Arrow.
1: The Black Canary I like. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm going to be I, nice. I'm going to be nice. And this is the nicest thing I could say. I think Laurel Lance has overstayed her welcome on the arrow. I want Sarah Lance back, but she's on Legends Legend of, Tomorrow, of Tomorrow.
1: Being Which all is bad. The reason
0: ass. I watch Legends of Tomorrow because oh, Laurel. I watched Legends of Tomorrow for Laurel, Captain Cold. Captain Cold, yeah. And Captain Cold's partner. What's his name again? The Flambake Inferno. was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, because he's just prison break guy number two. Dr- Dracula from Blade, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dracula from Blade,
1: Trinity. It all goes back to Ryan Reynolds. It all goes back to Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> so we come back full circle to Ryan Reynolds and the awesomeness that is Deadpool. Sir, <laughs> we commend you.
0: Thank you. You heard that uh, now the next Wolverine movie is shooting for a rated R, right? Thank God. <laughs> Seriously, that's so hard. Which is kind of a duh. The guy, his powers is dismemberment. <laughs> I mean, like, mutilation and dismemberment, sir. Get it right. You're correct. His powers are mutilation, dismemberment, and being mutilated. Yes. And recovering uh, from it. And uh,
1: as for uh number two, Deadpool two. And the possible X-Force movie, I Can Only Hope. And it's been, it was just a lot of fun, people. If you haven't seen it, um, go watch it. Uh, Don't bring your children. Seriously, don't bring your kids. (laughs) No,
0: seriously. Mick Rory is Heat Wave.
1: Heat Wave, that was his name. Fire guy with a gun. Fire guy with a gun, listen to you. Um, So... My question to you, simple. Since there's all this talk about Cable showing up in the next uh, Deadpool movie... All this talk? <laughs> oh, just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. A really just little a- bit of talk. Um, who exactly do you think would make a really good choice for Cable?
0: All right, let me take this from the beginning. I think that if you want to go Cable, the major choices are who. We've got that Lang fellow from... Avatar. Which I think is an amazing choice. We've got Mr. Nash from Wrestling, Kevin Nash from Les Wrestling and John Wick and Punisher. Mm-hmm. We've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan from the likes of every every show that needed a dead father on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will throw my hat in for uh, Kevin Nash because, come on, dude. At this point, it's just—it's an easy shoe in for him. Although a seven-foot cable is a big cable, they would have to put Colossus up on a box. But <laughs> he's CG. They don't have to put him Actually, on. Actually, yeah, you're, right, you're right, right. They'd have to reverse CG Kevin Nash because he's so
0: damn huge. Um, no, they'd it'd just be '90s cable because <laughs> '90s cable was tremendous. I don't know he what was that tremendous. I don't, don't know, know if
1: they've got shoulder pads big enough for Kevin Nash, but. Uh,
0: I don't know who the fourth guy is, but I also know that the fifth one is Kira Knightley. Hey, look, I'm taking what he said at (laughs) face value. Ron Perlman. Oh, Ron Perlman. Uh, Ron Mm -hmm. Perlman is great, but I don't want him as Cable. I I don't want that taking up his time when it could be taking away from him being Hellboy.
1: I think... Well, yeah, I I want Hellboy. I want Hellboy. Hellboy. I want want Hellboy. Hellboy. Ron Perlman, if you're listening to us, we want Hellboy. We want Hellboy. We want. We know you want Hellboy. We know the fans want Hellboy. We want Hellboy. Go and you know what? And get Hellboy. Don't do anything else unless you're making Hellboy. Like seriously, we love you, but go go make Hellboy happen, because my man, I've loved you since Beauty and the Beast. Right. (laughs) But no, no, seriously, go find the directors. Go find the producers.
0: He knows the director. I know. Director. Go to his house, Ron. Go to his house and make that's, sure he makes No, his- no. That's yeah. not where the money comes from. We need to go and round up some producers and make them pay. They need to give the money already. They need to stop holding back. Hell producers Boy- need to give the money and make Hellboy happen.
1: Hellboy 3, damn it. This needs to happen in my lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how
1: much longer I have, but Hellboy mm-hmm. needs to
0: happen. You don't know how much longer you got. <laughs> like, Seriously, I'm a kid, I don't know how much longer. <laughs> like yeah, just, time's flying fast. Make this happen. Because death is knocking at your doorbell. Seriously. Hello, death call. I haven't
1: seen it yet. Stop. No, go away.
0: That's no, the oh, movie hasn't happened yet.
1: Please, Ron Perlman, go, go, <laughs> go, make Hellboy three happen, and then, after Hellboy three, throw your hat in. For cable, because I think it would be an amazing cable too. I think all five of them can play cable. Ooh, they can all play cable from different times. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> like, why hold back? I'm just, sure Isn't yeah. there an entire dimension where the X-Men have reversed genders? Is that the Karen Knightley thing? <laughs> no, that was just something that um Ryan Wade was saying at the end of his movie. Well, oh my god, spoilers, man. What? Spoilers. He said to keep it secret. Keep what, who, what secret, what? Deadpool said to keep it secret. Shh. You gotta about. see the movie to get the answers. You gotta see the movie to know the truth. But wow. it would be awesome. Um, there's a movie that's um, coming out with um, Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm um, talking about the Wolverine movie where he should be eviscerating everybody, rated R-style.
0: No, Eddie the Eagle. And uh, on the press junket, there's an interview with him being interviewed by Ryan Reynolds. It's freaking hilarious. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, no, Ryan Reynolds is random. I, I believe it. <laughs> the movie, his movie already came out and he just randomly interviewed huge Jack man. Oh, and, and Mr. Reynolds, thank you. I forgive you for Green Lantern. You have broke even with me, sir. And, and Mr. Reynolds, I never blamed you for Green Lantern. I thought they abused you and misused you the bait and switch of scripts today i don't appreciate and i don't blame you for wolverine origins because it i think stained that was, his soul that was not your fault just like i never blamed you huge jacked man for any for the wolverine movie because you know what huge jacked man gives his heart and soul into that savage little stinky belligerent hairy claw demon beer drinking canadian <laughs> you know what i'm saying Huge Jackman, a guy who I'm positive smells phenomenal and looks beautiful, is playing a guy who most likely smells horrible and looks ugly, (laughs) and is horribly hairy, but he has said, I'm a sex symbol, and I'm still going to be Wolverine, and I'm going to pull it off, and you're going to buy it. I the six foot one guy is going to play the five, the six foot one dancing Tony award winning. One of the most beautiful men in the world. Handsome, well-smelling individuals is going to play the five foot three hairy, brusque, angry, belligerent, no singing voice, having no award winning talent, um, hack slash monster. And you're going to believe it. Great acting. Mike may have a bit of a man crush. Um, we bit, a little bit, you know. He's, he is a huge jacked man, you know. I was like, like, I can't say anything mean. He, he looks like he can, like, punch a hole through me. But if you had to pick one what? to play cable. And Kieran Knightley's off the table, right? No, leave Kieran Knightley on the table. I'd just say Kieran Knightley just, <laughs> just because I want to see what they do with that. Not because I want some gender thing, no, because I think it would be hilarious. But that aside, that aside, I love Kevin Nash. I wouldn't want him to do it. I wouldn't want him to do it. I would like him playing roles where being big is part of the role. You know, because that man is immensely height challenged. For all the suffering his knees go through, I know his knees go through suffering. I would like him to get rewards for that height he's had to carry his whole life. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, nope, don't want him playing Cable because Cable is not a father and he's not dead. (laughs) And we already covered... Uh, the other reason why
1: Ron Perlman, because Hellboy. Hellboy. So we agree. So Lang. Uh, Lang.
0: Stefan Lang? Yeah, Stefan Lang. I want to see him play Cable, because why not? And if you can't no, get why Stephen not? L- I think he'd do an amazing job. I think he would, too. He was practically playing Cable in Avatar. Yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And if he, you can't get him, then go with Kieran Knightley. If you can't
1: get Stefan Lang, Karen Knightley. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Because. What would you think of Karen Knightley as uh, Domino? A little too on the nose? It's fine no okay
0: it's fine she does that's that's there. that's
1: my wild guess
0: <clears throat> if they get Karen nightly she'll be domino yeah or maybe they bring back big bad jennifer garner see if she can make a a go, <laughs> go of repairing her comic book runs oh well you know big bad but, yeah. jennifer garner what was that what was the name of that uh breakdance movie was it kicking it old school
1: i think so oh, it wasn't b- b- b-
0: popcorn <laughs> yeah it,
1: it wasn't step up <laughs> no 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 i like kicking oh it that reminds me as a quick side
0: segue, but still relevant, the Gambit movie. Speaking of Step Up. Oh, okay, look, stop. I'm not going to go into this. I've been defending um, Channing, Tatum. Channing Tatum for the longest. <laughs> I live with the Channing Tatum hater, and I've been defending him. Do not throw that one weak chink in the chain, because I'm i even having problems with the Gambit thing. And Well, hold on, it,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. i got to say... The wife Actually, really hates No No, no, no. Well, not a, hates. That's a strong hear, word. Hear me out. I'm a recent convert. To Channing? To
0: Channing Tatum. You're a recent convert to the Channing And And I, he can thank tell purely. Me, tell me, Tell me, Bo, how has he Channing your Tatum? He has Channing my Tatum
1: because you showed me the lip sync battle.
0: Oh, really? That's the lip sync battle?
1: Yeah, it did. It pushed me over the edge. I was like, you know what? Good on you, Channing Tatum. You didn't see Hateful Eight? Uh, no, there's that. You saw it, And though, there's right? the upcoming Hail Caesar too. but no, no. That I saw is Hail Caesar. Oh. <laughs> but I, I will give Channing Tatum. I don't you're right. Take a breath. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll do this thing. You take a breath. Look. Okay, go on. I'll give him every fair shake and fair chance. Not only will I give him a fair shake and chance at this, I will go watch the movie. Literally, pay money out of my pocket to watch this movie and bring a friend. And then I will talk about it on the podcast because I had a moratorium for a long time on this movie and on this actor playing this part in this movie. But you know what? I will give it a fair shake. Because Channing Tatum. <laughs> the thing that almost pushed me the other direction was the movie he did with Me Kunis. I don't blame him for that, but it was really hard to watch. That was uh, Jupiter Rising, I think it was. Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, thank
0: you. If you're going to talk... Okay, now I'm going to talk to you about everything that is Channing Tatum that has made him win over my heart. No, it wasn't G.I. Joe. No, it wasn't just 21 Jump Street, now on Blu-ray, that I've actually presently owned. It was a really good movie. I give it four thumbs up right there. Um, But uh, I will also say that he has reignited new life for him. Between everything that has happened between um, This Is The End, the Seth Rogen movie with uh, Mm -hmm. Jay Jay Baruchel, and Hail Caesar. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) Hail Caesar. Okay, my quick review of Hail Caesar. Really good movie. Really good movie. It is a kind of a niche movie. Duh, it's a Coen Brothers movie. And it it isn't it is an in joke like if you are a person who watches a lot of movies or a person who really knows a lot about like the way old movies were filmed back then in the 50s and the the late 40s and the 50s and how things went down um you will get every last joke in this movie um and the things that went on with the McCarthy era and all that other stuff okay okay
1: hold on hold on hold on put I'm blowing a flag down here look man Hill Caesar looks so like it's a fun great comedy romp we don't need to go down the rabbit hole with hail caesar all right because but it's somebody a really else's good. geek it is not our geek oh it's my geek too the second i'm saying the second you bring up mccarthyism i'm tuned out that i'm sorry that, my I'm, geek a history,
0: I'm a history and a cinema geek too bro i love my history and i love my cinema you know i can't break away from that oh my god i can't wipe the smile off my face just, oh but you gotta see it you gotta see it and you saw the hateful eight right yes oh my god all right now you saw the hateful eight i walked out of that movie going oh my god they were really hateful (laughs) like seriously the movie ended on a very just hateful note it was just because everything they did was at the end was just completely out of hate the guy took a turn that you didn't expect him to take because of hate and their last actions were done completely out of hate and everything leading up to that was out of hate the speech he gave to the old guy was out of hate. It was, it was an aptly named movie. Completely aptly named movie. All right. And I did like Channing Tatum's role in that movie as well. Oh, you're going to make me regret even bringing Channing Tatum up.
1: Yes, he's amazing now. He, um, we'll give it a chance. We can leave it at, okay, Channing Tatum, you're getting a shot.
0: Did All you right? Did you see This is the End?
1: Yeah, I, I was a little more tepid on This is the End than you were. Really? I loved yes. watching a season, sorry. <laughs> um, but let us segue uh, away from Channing Tatum And segue into another subject
0: Danny McBride is one of my favorite assholes
1: Oh my <laughs> Man, we are going to have to flag Like so many things in this episode We, I think we just going to have to skip You know, bleeding things out And just say, look kids we, we This can, is can just explicit <laughs> Because Deadpool that's I'm going to blame Deadpool
0: I blame Pete, actually you blame pete (laughs) yeah
1: i blame deadpool deadpool and his rated r no way we could talk about deadpool without expletives i guess that said uh so we covered the walking dead we covered deadpool we covered a plethora of subjects warner brothers stuff warner brothers stuff marvel stuff uh oh i'm every time i keep seeing more and more trailers for civil war i'm wondering more and more where they're gonna wedge spider-man in but you know what they'll work it out it'll be fine um, this has been a bit of a geek renaissance for movies as far as I'm concerned. I am very happy with this.
0: I say we just wrap this up right here and just go on and call it
1: a go. Kids, it's been a lot of fun. We geeked out with me and Mike and the rest of you. And if you have any questions, please let us know. Hit us up on our Facebook page, Geek the Podcast on Facebook. And uh, Geek the Week Podcast on iTunes is always available, so please check that out as well.
0: And give us any ideas on what you want us to talk about, feel free. Heck, if your subject is interesting enough and you're available, we might actually bring you in.
1: So, yeah, folks, uh, it's been fun as always.
0: Another thanks to Adrian.
1: Adrian, as always. Uh, uh, King Corona. Thunderstruck Studios for our awesome intro, Freak of the Week. And, of course, Mike, myself, Alex,
0: and Monkey Richard in the back. See ya! Yo. Bye-bye. See y'all later. Flea on.